Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parshat Re'e, which means see or look. Here's a quick recap. Look, Moses says, you've got blessings and curses in front of you. Choose life. He reminds them to destroy all the idols they find in the land of Canaan and then tells them that God will eventually pick a location in which to live permanently. This will be the only place for sacrificing, but they can kill animals to eat at home as long as they drain all the blood. More laws follow this. Don't add or subtract from the Torah's laws. Don't listen to a false prophet. Don't mutilate your body. Don't eat meat from animals that weren't slaughtered properly. Only eat kosher animals. Don't eat meat and milk together. Give one-tenth of your crops to the priests and a few more. We also learn about a three-year tithing cycle where every three years everyone needs to clear out their homes of any forgotten tithes and give them to the people they were supposed to go to. And we learn about the seven-year Shemitah cycle where creditors have to forgive loans and everyone has to let their land lay fallow. Moshe also reminds the people to lend and give money graciously and to let slaves go after six years along with providing them gifts at the end of the six-year term. The Parsha concludes with a description of the three pilgrimage festivals when the people were commanded to journey to Jerusalem on Passover, Sukkot, and Shavuot. There's a theory among biblical scholars that the book of Dvarim, which we're in now, was originally written to replace the Torah, sort of like a cliff notes or highlight reel at a time when most people didn't know how to read, and so memorizing the first four books was going to be a lot. And in many ways, this theory kind of works. The book of Dvarim recounts most of the important events from the book of Shemot through Bamidbar, with some allusions to the ancestral stories in the book of Breshit. Now, I'm not an academic biblical scholar by any means. This theory kind of tickles me, though, because of what it leaves out, which is that the recap in the book of Dvarim is actually more like a Laws 2.0. Like someone read the book of Shemot in particular and was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this, but more woke. Dvarim is the Bernie Sanders to Shemot's Joe Biden. You know what I mean? And this week, we get perhaps my favorite justice upgrade to an old law. So the book of Shemot mandates that all slaves be released after six years, which is generally a pretty good and, for its time, pretty liberal policy. The book of Devarim repeats this and sneaks in a huge bonus, that slave owners must give their slaves significant economic gifts when they're released, so the person doesn't immediately fall back into poverty and slavery. Which, duh, makes perfect sense. And yet, it's actually a lesson we really haven't learned, especially here in the U.S., that if we don't help people change their circumstances, we are the ones who should be blamed for their misfortune. We can't keep perpetuating the same cycles of poverty and oppression just because they serve us, Dvarim says. We have to actually meaningfully contribute to changing things, even when it's not really convenient for us. So, my question for you is, this week, what are you going to do to change things for one person? See you next week.